Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is March 2nd, 2021. I'm Chris Campbell. Don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to stay up to date with the news from around the world of international dispute resolution. And let's just jump right into it with the news. And what is undoubtedly not music to their ears, the People's Republic of China has been put on notice of a dispute under the 2009 PRC Switzerland Bilateral Investment Treaty. In a November 12, 2020 notice of dispute, a Swiss national named Eugenio Montero states that he was the sole shareholder of H&M Music Production Hong Kong before the company dissolved. He says that H&M had been organizing a jazz festival to take place in Hainan. The annual festival dated back to 2013 and was intended to culminate in a series of permanent jazz cafes to generate profits between festivals. However, after just two years, Montero submits the local Haiku government without due process or explanation disengaged from the project, denying the required authorizations to hold subsequent editions of the festival. Montero argues that this amounts to expropriation and now seeks remedy. The bilateral investment treaty between Switzerland and China requires a six-month cooling-off period before the investor can bring the dispute before the ICSID or UNCENTRAL. Mr. Montero is represented by Spanish law firm Bottega di Bella, and there has not been a response from the PRC as of yet. This case appears to be the third such ISDS claim filed against China in the past year. Then over to the United States, where the U.S. Federal Court of the Western District of Washington at Seattle passed a restraining order last week after foreign investors of multimedia expressed fears of Devos entering into an agreement with Antrix Corporation in the wake of the ISRO unit moving to liquidate its headquarters through a petition to the court. The court agreed with the investors ruling that Devos must not enter into any agreement with Antrix or any part of the parent state of India with respect to the contract litigation respecting the award without first obtaining prior court approval. The court reasoned that imposing this temporary injunction was valid given the potential for dissolution and unjust enrichment of the parties involved. The injunction shall stand as the insolvency and relevant appeals proceedings unfold in the Indian courts. This is a developing story with further information short to come. Then another story out of the United States as legal publication Lexology reports on a piece from third-party funder Omni Bridgeway titled don't be late, the risk of arbitral awards becoming unenforceable due to limitation periods. The article highlights various aspects of the enforcement procedures, including the lack of uniform rules, meaning that the length of time that an award creditor can delay enforcement before it becomes, quote, too late, differs from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Thus, parties will want to promptly enforce their rights and awards. Then, underscoring the different milestones in the life cycle of a dispute, can cause the clock to begin ticking when a dispute might be filed and how to combat the various tolling effects hidden in national legal regimes. The article was written by Anna Steyer of Omni Bridgeway and features references and explanations to different legal sources as well as an analysis across a variety of jurisdictions. Finally for news this week, global law firm Herbert Smith Freehills releases a report focusing on the threat of legal claims against arbitrators and arbitral institutions. In a topic that has been receiving increasing attention, the theory goes that if arbitrators or arbitral institutions commit, quote, gross negligence or act in bad faith, they should be held liable for damages that flow therefrom. Such a concept would be novel in the practice of international dispute resolution, but has gained increasing traction and support from a broad swath of international arbitration practitioners. Indeed, friend of the show, Dr. Barbara Warres, wrote on this topic several years ago in her book highlighting the need for greater accountability amongst arbitral institutions and arbitrators in facilitating the dispute resolution process. 
The full report from HSF can be found on their website, which we will link in the show notes. Now on to opportunities, and we start with the call for submissions. Legal publisher Brill has issued an invitation for the 2021 Rosalind Higgins Prize. The deadline is June 30th, 2021, with the prize of 1,000 euros of Brill book vouchers and a one-year LPICT subscription to the author of the best article on the law and practice of International Court of Justice, ICJ. Either focusing solely on the ICJ or with the ICJ as one of the dispute settlement mechanisms under consideration. The winning article will be published in LPICT and made freely available online for 90 days to maximize dissemination of the article. More information is available on the Braille website. Next, on to job posting. The law firm Osborne Clark is seeking a commercial disputes associate to join its Bristol, England office. The candidate should have a broad and variant background in dispute resolution, in particular with technical matters. Though no particular field is preferred, the firm states that it is looking for an associate or senior associate, but is happy to consider applicants with more or less experience to determine if the match will work. Interested parties are invited to get in touch on the firm's website. Then, the law firm Robert Walters, or RW, is seeking an arbitration associate to join its firm's Dubai offices. The ideal candidate should have five years of post-qualification experience and be qualified in a common law jurisdiction. The ideal candidate should have experience in an international legal environment, preferably in arbitration, as well as experience advising clients on complex cross-border arbitration and litigation cases across a range of industries, but especially energy, infrastructure, and real estate. Further details are available on the firm's website. Finally, for opportunities this week, the law firm Hogan Lovell is seeking a senior associate to join its London-based offices. The successful candidate should have a comprehensive working knowledge of international arbitration, including the rules of leading institutions like the LCIA and the ICC, as well as recent developments within the field. The candidate should be comfortable working in a team environment and be able to work across a variety of sectors and industries. Applicants are invited to get in touch on the firm's website. On to events. It's that time of year again, hashtag this the season. The Moot Alumni Association is hosting its annual conference as precursors to its annual this Moot, which would normally occur in Vienna and Hong Kong, but this year will be taking place wholly online. There will be two sets of events, one for Hong Kong participants and then one for the folks in Vienna. The Vienna events will take place on March 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th, and will cover topics related to issues raised in the Moot problem, such as joinder of parties, remote hearings, CISG interpretation related to mixed contracts, and third-party claims under the CISG. Each panel will feature leading practitioners from around the world as well as fireside chats with two prominent speakers as well. To get more information or to sign up or maybe send the link to a friend, head on over to the MAA website for more details. You won't want to miss it. Tales of the Tribunal is proud to be a supporting organization with this year's conferences. Then it's your last chance to sign up for this fantastic event hosted by the Asian International Arbitration Center via its Young Practitioners Group, which is hosting a conference titled Exploring the New Frontier, the Modern Landscape of International Arbitration on today, March 3rd, 2021. A keynote address will be given by Professor Ingeborg Schwinza, and panels will address topics that have to do with this year's upcoming problem. Common theme here joinder, intellectual property rights and international arbitration, and a debate on green initiatives and international arbitration. You will not want to miss. The event will be a prelude to the AIAC's pre-moot competition occurring from March 5th to the 7th. Full event details are available on the AIAC website. Then, next week, the ICC's Young Arbitrators Forum 
host an event titled Hearings, Cross-Examination, and Intermission. The event will be a great insight into how arbitral hearings occur, as well as tips and tricks for pulling off an effective cross-examination, as well as what to consider in making a submission requesting interim measures. Attendance is free and you want to make sure you're there. Registration is available on the ICC website. Next up, Arbitral Women announces that it is sponsoring an event titled, What is Happening? Improvements or Harmonization? The event can succinctly be described with the following backdrop. Institutional arbitration rules are being amended and updated. The ICC 2021, LCIA 2020, DIFC LCIA 2021 are tangible examples with the SIAC 2021 on the horizon. The symposium will critically evaluate the changes and look to their impact on arbitrators' duties, procedural efficiency, and soft law. Then, finally, in the news this week, we feature a fantastic event hosted by the Chartered Institute of Arbitrators in observance of International Women's Day. This year's keynote speaker is none other than friend of the show, Amanda, a.k.a. Mandy Lee. The address is titled, Children of the Revolution, Boldly Going Toward New Gender Diversity Frontiers in International Arbitration, which, if I know Mandy, will be an inspiring and uplifting message. Her comments will be followed by a panel address. Registration is required, and I highly recommend you do so sooner rather than later, as I'm sure it will be digital standing room only for this awesome event. One more thing before we get out of here. We are just one month, aka four weeks, away from season three of Tales of the Tribunal. Hey, I hope y'all are as excited as I am, and I have a whole lineup of fantastic guests and stories to bring you as we head into the new season of the show. So get your popcorn ready and keep your eye on our LinkedIn for some interesting things to come. That's all for this week. Remember to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to leave a review, and if you can, share with a friend or colleague. Any comments or feedback for the show can be sent to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Speech Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.